Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 11 continued. I know this is only feelings. As Mother Teresa became busier, her desire to see her spiritual directors often went unanswered. I wish I was able to come even for a few hours to see you, but the Lord has his own plans, and I must accept his will, as you said. Pray for me much. As was now usual when she met either Archbishop Knox or Bishop Picacci or Father Nooner, she remained without words. LDM, train to Bombay, July 24th, 1967. Dear Father, it was very kind of you to come and give me so much of your time, for you have so many more souls more worthy of your care and love than mine, which is so small and so empty and so weak. Forgive me for asking you to come and then telling you nothing. This shows you how terribly empty my soul is. But I am not afraid. He has done marvels for me. Holy is his name. Pray for me that in this darkness I do not light my own light, nor fill this emptiness with myself. I want with my whole will only Jesus. Father, I wanted to tell you how my soul longs for God, for him alone, how painful it is to be without him, how my thoughts are only the sisters and the poor. Is this distraction, or are these thoughts the cause of my praying? They are my prayer. They are my very life. I love them as I love Jesus. And now, as I do not love Jesus, I do not love them either. I know this is only feelings, for my will is steadfast bound to Jesus, and so to the sisters and the poor. You spoke of the Father in your instruction. I could have sat there for a long, long time and just listened. Though very little registers within, Yet, if even for that time only. I am very happy the sisters are in Pune, for they will get much spiritual help and also whatever. For they will get much spiritual help. And also, whenever I come, I may be able to see you. Selfish motive. There is beautiful work in Pune. And I think much good will be done both to the rich and the poor. I would be grateful if you let me know of some good books. When I face our library, I just find it difficult to choose the book I need. Father, can you explain to me when you have time how to grow in the deep personal union of the human heart with the heart of Christ? From childhood, the heart of Jesus has been my first love. Every Friday is the feast of the sacred heart for me. I love the Mass of the Sacred Heart, for in the words of the Offertory, there re-echoes the words of September 10th, Will you do this for me? 
This missionary's of charity is only his work. I only accepted to do it for him. I have tried to follow his plan of the work to the last word. Every foundation is each time another September 10th, for it is his doing. This is why I think whatever is said does not register in my soul because of him. Please remember his work on September 10th. I am sure that once more he will come before I die and I will hear his voice. Our sisters in Pune have a holy confessor. I am not afraid for them. They will do great work if they are guided properly. I will be going to Amravati on the 26th night and from there to Bhopal, Jansi, Agra, Delhi, Ambala, and back home. Pray for me that I give Jesus everywhere I go. If you write, please write to Calcutta, as I hope to be there the latest about August 10th. Please pray for me. Yours in Jesus, M. Teresa M.C. In apologizing again for not being able to speak because of the emptiness within, she also revealed her awareness that God, because of the marvels he had done for her, was somehow at work through it all. Like Mary in the, her Magnificat, she praised God for his gifts. She did not fear the emptiness itself, but was concerned that it could lead her to turn in on herself and fill the void with something other than God. Her thirst for Jesus impelled her to seek help in order to grow in deep personal union of the human heart with the heart of Christ. Her request to learn more about this union takes on added significance in the light of her claim that from childhood the heart of Jesus has been my first love. Jesus was Mother Teresa's first love and her only love, in a relationship that grew more intense at each stage of her life. Her heart would be drawn with singular intensity to the heart of Christ to the very day of her death. One of the best descriptions of Mother Teresa is that she was a woman totally, passionately, madly in love with Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is Mother Teresa's new insight here in 1967? Or at least, what is her new way of expressing her understanding of her situation? It's only feelings. This whole time, these many years in which she says, I don't have faith, I don't have love, she now says all of that is only feelings. In other words, she's distinguishing a higher part of her soul from this lower part of the soul. 
She's distinguishing her will from her emotions, her feelings. The will is that higher part of the soul insofar as it tends to God. It follows faith. It is the seat of hope and divine love. And that's what so clearly in Mother Teresa, by her intellect, she accepts that Christ is present, even though she can't feel it or imagine it. And with her will, what does she do? She longs for Jesus. She wants him. She wants nothing else but him. She wants her sisters to be holy. All of that is the virtue of hope. And what does charity do? Well, it's in the will too. And it gives our will the power to be steadfast in clinging to him. My will, she says, is steadfast bound to Jesus, and so to the sisters and the poor. We must love one another. We must love the poor. In fact, we even need to love ourselves because of Jesus. See the order, she says? My will is steadfast bound to Jesus, and so to the sisters and the poor. She loves everything in Jesus, through Jesus, with Jesus. She loves the sisters and she loves the poor because from her earliest childhood, he was the object of her love. And the things that he died for, the things that he cares about, the things that he loves, that's what she wants to love and care for. And therefore, we all need to take this lesson tonight. There is a healthy love of self. Jesus died for you and for me. Jesus wills you and me to be holy. Jesus gave his life so that you and I could go to heaven. He wants what's good for us. We must have this true divine love for ourselves. We must beg the Lord to take out of our hearts all the unhealthy, unhelpful self-loathing. We must ask him to help us have true confidence. Confidence in what he can do in us. Mother Teresa did not hate herself in some kind of unhealthy way. She didn't have sort of self-loathing. No, she understood that God had showered his love on her. She begged prayers for herself. She's constantly asking prayers for herself. She wants to be faithful. And if she's asking help, if she's asking prayers, it's because she loves herself. To love is to will good to someone. Mother Teresa wills good to herself because God has helped her will. He's given her divine love. Oh, Mother Teresa, pray for us. Pray for us who have suffered so many difficult things in our lives, so many traumas, so many insecurities. Pray for us that we might not only be lifted up by grace, but healed, and healed in this great root of self-love. Help us to love our neighbor as ourselves, but help us love ourselves properly the way God loves us. 
the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.